when you start a scam and you make your millions or whatever, the reason people get caught and the reason it all goes to hell is because you get greedy. Quit early. Quit at like 500,000. In a world where you only have trailers and posters to judge a movie, Jim and Ted strike out to answer the age-old question, will you see it? Ted, it is episode 190. We took a couple weeks off, and whatever you do, don't hit the brakes. <laughs> don't hit the brakes? What does that mean? How about we open up some beers? I got a big one tonight, and then we can talk about why you don't hit the brakes. Because <laughs> okay. the, the, the mountain bikes don't have brake lights. No, because you tend to crash. Oh, no. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. All right. What do you got tonight? I have. Well, I've had this before. Oh, okay. Um, I had a I had a beautiful uh, four pack, so I, I did not get to the. Oh, I, well, part of, part of my week was not getting to uh, Julian uh, Brewing Company. Where's Julian Brewing Company? It's in Julian, California. Where the pies are? Where the pies are. Oh, okay. Okay. Wait a minute here. Six <laughs> months ago, you're like, we're never going again. Right, I walk right, up, right. I walk down, I get a pie, I go home. Right, right. But I was like, but here the Tesla now, we, we, we're like um, almost halfway there at, at Disneyland. So I was like, let's go to Julian for the day. And then uh, we ended up, we had some traffic and we had some, some mishaps. And I was just like, we're turning around going home. Did you guys spend the night at Disney? We did. We spent a couple nights at Disney. But here, oh, uh, okay. it's uh, Tarantula Hill IPA, Tarantula Brewing Company, 7% ABV. Ooh. And uh, let's pop it. Nice. What do you have? All right. While you are pouring and opening and all that stuff, I have one from Russian River Brewing Company. Oh, I Company. like that. Are you taking a break? You're taking a break from your uh, pack? Oh, I've been drinking a few of those here and there. I don't think I could withstand six months of that one <laughs> that one style. One Dude, it's driving me crazy. I'm like, I got to get through these. Kolsch. Let's Kolsch, like, Kolsch every week. Yeah, it's like Kolsch, <laughs> Wiener schnitzels, and I don't know what I'm drinking, but like, I'm like, I got to get through them, man. Some are good. Some aren't. Most are like average, you know, and they're, mo and they're all lagers so far, and it's like, yeah, okay, you have one German F5. 5%, you have another German at 5%, you <laughs> right. know? But tonight I have a, a consecration okay. from Russian River Brewing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. Yeah, I love that. You've had this consecration? Yeah, yeah, I've had that. Okay. Uh, aged in Cabernet Sauvignon mm -hmm, barrels mm -hmm. with black currants, mm -hmm. and it's 10%. Yeah, you kicked my ass today. So, and it's corked. It's like a 12-ounce cork or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Nice. Oh, wow. It's like opening a bottle of uh, cab, you know, and it has the fuzzy bubbles. Nice. As I'm banging the mic over <laughs> here, it smells so good. But it's almost like it smells like a sour, like right on the nose. It smells like a sour. That's the one. I mean, that's the wine in it, you know, tastes like a sour. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah, it is a sour. <laughs> Walks like a duck, quacks like a duck. Must be a duck, right? No, it's very good, though, man. This is like, wow, it's it's uh not. I, I was thinking more when I bought it. I was thinking more of like a Belgian flavor to it uh -huh. but this is more of a sour so very good not it not what i expected i expected more of a belgian flair yeah i guess i should i guess i should have read the bottle maybe i think i think you're thinking more of the damnation because damnation from russian river yeah that that's like a duval and that's the very exactly very belgian. i like the one that you had because it is like it's it's 
that further away from the Belgians. <laughs> it's very bright. In Ragnarok, when they're chasing Jeff Goldblum's spaceship mm -hmm. and it puts out like the flares and it's like, today is my birthday. <laughs> like, that's what I get from this. <laughs> like, it's blowing out flares to distract me, but it's like super bright and fun. Yeah, kind of uh, very grapey, very cherry, very uh, Cabernet, Carrance, mm. you know, like the grapes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess those aren't really grapes, but... They're they're their own, yeah. Yeah, it's a berry kind of flavor, yeah. A berry, exactly. You get what I'm saying. Yeah, it's very good, though. Awesome. And you have the right glass for it. Oh, yeah, no, a little tulip glass there. And so you stayed a couple of nights in Anaheim. We were in, Disney, we were in, we were in Disneyland, and then... You know, we were kind of late to the whole thing. Uh, we had we were going to get more family to come, but, you know, the flights were kind of expensive. So we're just the, the immediate family, you know, and Audrey Bryce and myself. What was the impetus for the trip? Well, it was uh, spring break. And we were trying. We were trying to get. We were trying to get a week in uh, Lake Tahoe, and that was kind of. It was. It was gonna work out. It's all burned out. No, it's not burned out. They had. They had. They had some places, but then we had other appointments later in the week and other things going on, so it kind of ruined the the whole week. So. Oh yeah, you wanted to be close. So rather than doing a whole week or a part of a week in Tahoe, we wanted to you know do something spring breaky, but not like the whole time. So. So we could rest and relax. Right. Yeah. We're going, uh, I think, two weeks we're going to be in Disney for a couple of nights. Yeah. Yeah. I heard we were we were we enjoy. So you're doing two nights. You're doing both sides. I think so. Yeah. I think what we're going to do. I mean, we do have the park hopper pass or whatever you want to call that. And then we're going to be in. Uh, I think we're staying three nights total. OK, cool. Two days at the parks. I think we get there. We stay over. Then it's the park. We stay over the park and then we go home or something. Or, I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. And then what we're going to do is we're going to, uh, instead of coming all the way back to Lompoc, we're going to go to Frank and Barber's for that night. Okay, cool. Um, and then probably leave like after lunch the following day. So I think it's something like we, we leave home on Monday. We do all the Disney stuff. We get to Frank and Barber's Thursday, and then we leave back to home on Friday. So it's something like that. Don't hold me to it. <laughs> well, I like that Monday through Thursday. That means we can still podcast. <laughs> The listener fan base is enjoying it because they get to have a show and not have to go two weeks like we did this week yes. because of a gravel event I did. Yeah, so I was in, well, I, I mean, I did a, a, a quasi race. It wasn't really competitive, though we did have numbers. Okay. You know, me and the family and some friends, we went to uh, Ojai, California, and it was a gravel race, but I rode a mountain bike because you go to war <laughs> with the weapons you have. And I don't have a gravel bike, so I rode my mountain bike. That's a different thing? Gravel is, what, do you need knobbier tires or something? Yeah, it, gravel bikes are like a, a hybrid type road bike with mountain bike tires or something, right? So whatever. If, how many ways can the bike industry sell more bikes <laughs> to people who already have a ton of bikes, right? Parse it out. Parse it out. Okay. Yeah, no, it was good, though. It was 65 miles. Uh, about, uh, well, you know, 105 kilometers. Uh, it was about 8,000 feet of climbing or a little over 2,400 meters of climbing. And the weather was beautiful. I mean, it was like mid-60s. You know, you couldn't deny the weather. It was it was gorgeous. And there was this one section. It was about two and a half miles downhill uh, on the back end of the course heading heading like towards, I don't know, it was like uh, three quarters the way through the, the course. And one of the things I've learned 
learned years ago when I used to go mountain biking in Illinois, you know, you'd have like wet roots and all this stuff or whatever off camber trails. And I used to be really timid, like, you know, this is like mid 90s, early 90s. And I used to be really timid on this stuff. And this one guy comes like flying through, you know, and I get to the bottom finally and he stayed there waiting <laughs> for me. It was like a ghost, you know, and all I all I heard was whatever you do, don't hit the brakes. And the guy takes off. And that stuck with me for like all these many years. And I'm bombing down and like I see this off camber loose section and I'm like, I need to scrub some speed. Minute I hit the brakes, bam, hit the deck. Oh, you can see here a little bit. Yeah, that's healed. But that's so it's it's healing well. So I get oh. my whole side was all like thrashed and my elbow and stuff. So, you know, you take a shower, you get all the blood cleaned out. And I said, Clarice, what do you think on my elbow? And she's like, ooh, that's suture worthy. <laughs> it was about two inches all splayed open. So I was like, well, let's just put some butterfly bandages on it. Let's go to dinner, man. I'm hungry. You know? So we went to the Ohio Beverage Company, which is where I got this beer for tonight. Yeah. So I never did get stitches or anything. So we just did butterfly bandages and kept it clean and everything. And, and as long as you line it up, it's, it's okay. Yeah. No, it's perfect. It's, it, and she keeps tell, reminding me how the how the scar is going to be. And I'm like, I don't care. It's on the back. It's on my elbow. How are you going gonna to see it? It's on the back end of my elbow, and I can't even see it. What do I care? <laughs> you got to look. You got to put your elbow up and look in the mirror to see that. Thing. Exactly. But it was a lot of fun, and Ojai is a cool little town. I really enjoyed it. I know all the, the, the fam did and everything, and we met Samer and Danielle. They're uh, friends of these other friends. So the friends we go there with, they're like, yeah, we're not going to dinner. How about you guys go? Never met these people in my life. <laughs> and uh, so their family and us, and we hung out and you know, bought bought a couple bottles of wine and nice. had awesome night and everything. So it was it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Awesome people to spend time with and stuff. Other than that, me, Frank, and Clarissa registered for the Santa Barbara 100 in October. Okay, October what? October 22nd. Yeah, I'm doing the 100 miler and they're doing the 100k. And uh, Frank's a little nervous. He might not finish, but I think he will as long as he eats enough. I mean, he's he's a he's a monster up here. Is there a lot of a lot of climbing in Santa Barbara or is it flat? Uh, about it's about 4000 feet of climbing, so it's not it's 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 not insignificant. He just needs to eat a lot. That's all. And he'll be fine. And he, I mean, he does climbing here. What what is the Reseda climb? What is that to up the Reseda mountains? He normally does half of that. I think he does half of that when in his normal little 30, 30, 40 mile thing that he does here. Yeah. I mean, that might only be a couple of hundred feet when you. Really? Okay. But I thought he goes up to that, you know, the end of Reseda Avenue where it goes up into the hills. Yeah. Maybe it's 400 feet. I mean, it's not. Oh, 400. It's not the 4,000. Okay. Yeah, it's not huge. Oh, it's steep. It's steep. It's not huge. Okay. But no, I mean, the thing is, it's an all-day event for him. He just needs to eat and drink. That's all, and he'll be fine. Well, we'll have to see where whether Anne goes the previous weekend or the after weekend. It's her birthday weekend right around that time. She's uh, October 18th. So that was the day you got your driver's license. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I think she's trying to do like a, a girls-only weekend for the big... The big one. And then so if she's away that weekend, then uh, maybe I take the kids up to you and, and we, we we hang out for the day. I love I love the day driving with the Tesla. Like it's it's amazing to just like put it on the freeway and just let it do its thing. And 
you know, sit there and monitor it. <laughs> and like that's why I wanted to go to Julian because I was like, oh, we're already on the freeway and stuff, and and I'm just here as a passenger as long as we don't mind the traffic you know what i mean like it doesn't it doesn't bother you you know like yeah get jimmy on the phone i can podcast right now (laughs) (laughs) right other than disney and stuff i mean i know like you're gone for a few days i took the week off i took the week off yeah i took the week off from work hanging out with the kids uh you know we did uh what did we do we did some outdoor stuff we you know hung out an extra day down in anaheim after we after we did the monday and tuesday at the parks so you went to both parks yeah we had park hoppers but it was like midday park hoppers so you could go to both parks after one or noon or something like that and i will say i don't you know the new thing is that genie genie plus okay yeah i don't know if you're familiar with it or do anything so it's like the new fast pass or the lightning lanes that they have now i don't know what that is I don't know how worth it it is per se. You know, you have to pay $20 a person uh, for the day. So it's genie, like genie in a bottle. Yeah, it's like genie, like the, and and, and I think, (laughs) you know, my family, my family, and of course uh, I work at Disney, but I don't represent Disney and, um, you know, the normal disclaimer, if you want it, that's on the website. Um, But, but I was like, you know, we love it. Oh, so food and wine will be there when you go, which is amazing. Definitely go for the food and wine on the California, on the California Adventure side. But the the genie we did it one day we did it the second day we did the genie plus which is the twenty dollars a person for the whole day and it lets you do the fast passes on um some of the rides but i don't know if you know the fast pass cadence but you can only get one fast pass at a time or two every two hours whichever comes first so that means if you get a fast pass at 10 o'clock and then you your fast pass is for like one o'clock in the afternoon. Then at noon, you can get another fast pass. But there's only like a, there's a handful of places to get the fast pass for. Uh, sorry, the the lightning lane for. And then uh, there's some that you have to pay extra for. So you have to pay an extra $15 to do the web slinger thing. And then I think the boys will love the web slinger uh, experience. Um it's in the Mar. It's in the. It's on the California Adventure side of the Marvel Land. What is that? Uh, Web Slingers. It's a. It's a pod, kind of like um, uh, Toy Story Mania. I don't know if you know Toy Story Mania, where you kind of hit, you shoot the little guns. So this, you sw- you sling webs, and instead of having guns, you just use your, you just use your hands, and you kind of pr- you mine. Oh, web slinger. Webs, okay, I got you. And it tracks your movement, so it's kind of cool. And you have to aim at these little bots that are replicating out of control. So that's cool and neat, um, but it costs an extra 15 bucks to get the lightning lane for that. So you pay the 20 bucks a person, then you pay another 15 bucks a person on that. So I was like, oh, I don't want to spend extra on that. And we got in in under 10 minutes. We, we did it at the end of the day. It was like 9 o'clock or 8.30. And I was like, oh, look, the line says 25 minutes or something. So we went, we got in line and 10 minutes later, we're on the, we're on, we're in the, in, on the ride, you know what I mean? And I'm like, oh, I just, I surpassed that, you know, I went by that. And then we did, we did Autotopia, which you didn't have to pay extra for, but we went through it and there was no line there either. So I was like, it feels, it felt really, really crowded, but there were definitely points in time where you were in line and then, you know, there was no line. And then the first day we were there, we went to Rise of the Resistance, which is a great ride. It's actually over 20 minutes long because of the way it, it parses out, you know, you're moving through it. 
So the line ends and you kind of have a piece of the ride and then you kind of walk through and you're kind of moving through the ride. So the ride feels like it's actually 20 to 25 minutes long. Um, and it's just amazing. And I think we waited in that line for over two hours. So that was the long, that was the longest one. And that was kind of the impetus to us doing the second day with the, the genie. So if you get the genie, I think you have to pay extra. Oh, wait, it might not even be available. So I don't know if you even want to do the genie, but, you know, figure it out, ask them uh, a lot of questions and we can, we can chat some more offline about that. Did you guys, um, or have you ever like, did one of those build your own lightsaber things or something? Oh, yes. So <laughs> no, Bryce wanted to. And I just, and I'm just like, so they're expensive and the build your own droids, super expensive. Wait, is it actually like, is it like a robot? Yeah. You build a little RC robot and you put together the, the, the pieces and you know, I, it's so hard when you go as often as we go or as often as we went, it's hard to be like, ugh, that's just going to be another piece of junk that you have in your, you know, in your, in your corner that you're, you know, it's six months you're not going to play with. And I was trying to convince the people there. I said, can my, can I just pay the half the price and have him just have the experience of building it? And then you guys keep it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't want to spend $125 on doing it, but I'll give you 50 bucks to just have him build it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. you know, and, and, and I'm just like, I just want the experience without walking away with the thing that I'm going to, you know, that I'm going to hate in six months. You know what I mean? Like, that sits in the back I don't want, of I don't want the lifetime forever. subscription. I just want the, the afternoon. You know what I mean? Right. No, I know. I know. But yeah, so they do lightsabers. They, they There's actually two lightsaber areas to build. There's the one outside the end of uh, Star Tours. And that's kind of your regular $20, 25 dollars lightsaber build. And then they have the hundred to two hundred dollar lightsaber build in a new lightsaber um, emporium, like a huge, you know, a huge room that's that's in the new part. You know, I've talked to people, and they they're like, oh yeah, we'd see like this family of whatever five people or something. Yeah, you got at least uh, six, seven, maybe eight hundred dollar lights of lightsabers there. And like everyone has their own, like it's like a thousand dollars of lightsaber. And they all walk around with the with the black bag the whole rest of the day <laughs> because the lightsaber takes up the whole space, you know. And oh, so it you can't get like an unlit. I, I don't know how you would say that, but you take you take it apart. You take it apart. You take the lightsaber part off of it. Okay, but like, let's say you just wanted to display in your house the lightsaber, and you don't want like the plasticky uh -huh. like blade part. You could take that off. Yeah, there's. I think that that's the they have the handle, the hilt, the handle, and all that stuff, and then you build it. You build it together. But I see a lot of people walking around with the yeah with the long bags, and you're just like, oh, there they go, <laughs> you know. Lots of money, lots of money. Uh, bring it, bringing it back. But yeah, yeah that's lots the only of money. The cantina money. on in Star Wars uh, Galaxy's Edge is the only place you can drink on the on the Disney on the Disneyland side of it. Oh, that's new then. Yeah, that's new. Yeah, for, at least for alcohol. Right, right. Um, but yeah, we, we should we should totally touch base and we'll 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 uh, we'll let everybody talk on our looking forward to it pod squad here and we'll, we'll talk about that. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, man. So uh, let's get into uh, this is Ted. That's right. He is woman. Hear him roar. Yeah. So roar. It's women's month. It is. It looks pretty cool, though. Eight episodes telling eight different stories. And I love so I, I, I love this trailer because this trailer gives a very balanced look at these stories and they're all kind of intriguing and 
and very Apple, very on brand for Apple TV Plus. It is. It's it's like along the lines of like Servant or something. It it has that. It's Twilight Zone. It's it's women have these stories and the stories are somewhat dark, but with a women with a woman's gaze. <laughs> the woman. The yeah yeah. The woman who ate pictures. I love that one. <laughs> like the idea of just like consuming pictures like physical pictures i'm not sure which one it was but like they hang this other one on the wall or something and oh yeah yeah she's the trophy wife and she's literally the trophy (laughs) she's just sitting on the wall yeah (laughs) i love how she doesn't realize it's for her until until he's done and then he's like she's like what is that for and she's like for you and and then the other woman the the woman's in an interview or something and she's like why aren't you answering my questions? And everyone's like, you're not talking. And I was just like, it's so, yeah, it's on brand. It it follows Servant. It follows uh, Severance. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like. But I like your analysis, though, where you call it Twilight Zone. Yeah. A lot of good stars in it. Nicole Kidman. And I mean, yeah, it looks it looks really good. I mean, it's right. Like you said, it's right on brand. I mean, it's. And because it's eight different episodes telling eight different stories, they blend it together well. You get the sense that there's different stories involved, but yet it looks like there's a through theme, the way the trailer plays it. So that being said, it, it's not as as uh, disjointed as it might sound, you know, from a, a, a trailer perspective. So yes. yeah, I like I like that because it could easily be really choppy. It has it has a great through line. It flows like any trailer you would expect to flow. I mean, it's I think the fact that they are, you know, women's stories, I think it helps it thematically to 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 kind of give you that through line. But there are so many different takes on it that it, that it could have it could have been done in a less, you know, cohesive way and uh, and still been, you know, still made a, a, an argument to be less cohesive. But, you know, uh, Here's my thing about Apple TV Plus. I am, I'm, I've changed night and day on the idea of binge watching. What you're saying is you, you, it's not that you've changed, went to one side and then changed back. You had the idea that I loved it and now I hate it. I used to rant against binge watching because oh against binge binge watching okay yeah so because binge watching you know you know and and I and I, this is still true you don't have the same memory that you do of shows that you see week to week but the consumption pattern is of my choosing and I think the choice that you get in binge watching is your choice and and you can pace it out as you like it to be forced every week to come back to something as heavy as severance or as heavy as servant, <laughs> you know what I mean? If it's heavy like that and I have to like get in a mode of, of, of a certain type of emotional space, then if I'm in that mode, then I would want to spend a couple of hours in there, you know, two to three episodes and then, then, you know, revisit it the next day that I'm available. Now, if you do it every week, week after week, that means that you're trying to get me to do something on a, on their time, on their pattern. And I just I just can't. There's too many other things that I'd rather watch then. OK, I don't remember if it was last episode or episode prior, but we had the same co- conversation and I brought it up that time. You did. You did. And I'm 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 on I'm on your I'm in your camp and I agree with it. And, and I'm just like. I just I can't I can't do this anymore. And I haven't returned to severance and 
servant because of this, because of the that. I agree with you. So we went about, oh, I don't remember, but I, I want to say it was about four weeks we put servant on the back end. You know, we were like in that steady state of... Every time we would do like a trainer workout in the morning or whatever, it's like we put we put on servant and then we got all and we and we got all caught up to the to the most recent episode and a workout would be like an hour. But the show was 30 minutes. So I said, well, why don't we watch something else? And then next week we'll pick up two 30 minute episodes. And it was like. It, exactly what you said. It, you get to that emotional space where it's like, yes, I'm yes, not available, like emotionally available for the show right now. Right. So I said, okay, you know what? Let, how about we do it next week? So you need four. <laughs> so give it another week. And then it's like, well, now there's three episodes. So it's like, okay, we could do a Tuesday and then something else, or or we could wait another week and then we could do Tuesday and Thursday. Just tell me when it just tell me when it's over and then I'll then I'll clock in. Then I'll then I'll then I'll figure out what day works best for me and when I'm in the mind space to do it. <laughs> exactly. And even Severance is the same way, and I don't know where you are on there. I'm not going to give any any spoilers because there are some things that happen. Right. So then, and this gets into a little bit of what we're watching. So then we're doing the trainer, and Clarissa is just like struggling <laughs> on the bike. Yeah. And yeah. she's like, "This is just a mind f." Right. So I said, "Okay." I said, "You're right. We like you like you have to be emotionally available. Right. And you right. can't expect yourself." To be like doing VO2 max intervals or something. Heavy, heavy dramas, heavy dramas with with deep philosophical questions is not trainer fodder. Exactly. What we're doing now is we're revisiting Band of Brothers. <laughs> there you go. Like, I mean, <laughs> it's not light, but yeah. You you know what you know what the outcome is you know you know <laughs> if you miss a little bit it's just bullets flying you know and there's good stuff for, for what's his name Colonel Winters is he a Colonel uh, ma- uh well he's he's Lieutenant Captain and Major Winters yeah yeah Damian Lewis but oh Major Major Winters yeah oh yeah love Damian Lewis but I mean such an awesome program you know and so i said oh yeah you have hbo max now so you're 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 maxing it up hbo yeah so i said i said you know what clarissa you're right man this is too emotionally heavy and the funny thing is it's like it's too much for when you're trying to work out and it's too much for right before bed (laughs) i don't know when we're ever gonna watch it again you know it's like who can can wrap their head around this stuff and i agree with you it's like once you get to the point when I'm emotionally available for it, yeah, I can set aside like my reservations about whatever my preconceived notions of this show is or whatever. Or even I've dealt with X, Y, and Z at work. I don't need more drama. Once I'm there, then like you said, I want to watch two, maybe three episodes. And then and then the cliffhangers on top of that, you know, it's like, all right, it ended in cliffhanger. Do we want to watch the next episode or do we want to like leave this till tomorrow when we can watch the rest of it? You know what I mean? Like the OK, we call it AAO. Have you heard of this? This term AAO all at once or weekly. Yeah, so those are the two cadences for release. Um, well, I mean, yes, there's, there's more than two, but those are the two major ones. And Netflix is is known for their all at once strategy. And it basically just serves it up for the for the viewer to to be their own police and figure out when they're going to do it. And then, you know, you have Audrey's of the world, you know, at 16 years old where she's ready for that consumption all at once. And, and it's just she expects everything to be like that. 
and uh, and she just she rails at the stuff that's not. So well, and I think you said it too a couple weeks ago. A lot of it, and and I think I would agree with you. A lot of it is a pacing strategy they're doing, right? Because you find three shows you like, you blast through them in like four days, yeah, and then it's like, all right, cancel. I'll see you when there's more shows on, you know, and, and when you have the the week to week to week over the course of, of 10 weeks and when they release a new show at the eight week point, right, like right, and right. you have two weeks of overlap, you know, it's like it just you don't they, they don't give you the opportunity to get caught up and then cancel on them. So it just keeps it riding out. I think which leads right into the next trailer, which is the offer, <laughs> and that's Paramount yes. TV Plus, which Paramount TV Plus or Paramount Plus? I think it's just Paramount Plus, yeah. But it's their streaming service, yeah. Paramount Plus, okay. And yeah, Paramount Plus is is Paramount streaming service, and it's pretty much the story of the writing and filming of the production, yeah. Or, or the production, I guess, yeah. Of uh, the Godfather. Yes. I mean, I don't know. It's like it's a Paramount movie. That's a miniseries. The original movie, I mean. The original movie, it's a Paramount movie. Oh, right, right, right. Yes. Okay. The series now is a Paramount series about the writing of the movie and the, obviously the Godfather, Godfather 2, Godfather 3 and such. I mean, two Academy Award winning movies. I mean, I think it's like, is it the only sequel to ever get a, an Academy Award? Maybe at, at the time it was. I'm sure there's others since then. Yeah, there might be another another one but at the time i think it was and my uncle bud i passed it along to him yeah because he's you know he we've talked about uncle bud uh-huh. and he's into all these mob movies and he loves the godfather yeah, yeah. and stuff and he worked at paramount for like you know a couple of decades or whatever decades <laughs> one of the stories in the halls of you know in the annals of paramount uh-huh, uh-huh. is that this movie was a lot of whether it's it's Hollywood or Vegas or New York and Chicago, Kansas City oh. and all this stuff. There's a lot of like a lot of organized crime that has happened. A lot of mob influences. Yes. Yeah. Mob influence, you know, Miami and stuff in the United States and in the halls of Paramount Studios was talks of these stories. And it said that the book was written based on the, like the conversations that were like echoed throughout the halls, which led then to the movie and such. Yeah. And, you know, that's how The Godfather came to be and so on. And I'm sure I've missed a detail in there, but I'm so vague anyway. It doesn't <laughs> even matter. But so I texted my uncle, Bud, you sent that trailer across. I watched it. I dropped it in the text. I said, hey, check this one out, you know. And so we went back and forth for a little bit. He's like, I'm so excited. Ah, thanks for telling me about this one. I'm definitely going to be watching. I think it's what you're saying. If they drop all at once, that's one thing. If they drop weekly, then maybe I'll wait eight weeks and then, you know, do the seven day trial or something yeah, yeah. and watch one <laughs> one episode a night or something. You know, I know there's that Western one on Paramount um, with uh, Dances with Wolves, dude. What's his name? Oh, yeah. Is that Yellowstone? Is that Yellowstone? Yellowstone. Yeah. And then there's like 1884 or something. And there's tons of Star Trek uh, spinoffs. There's Picard and Discovery. And there's a new one with a new. Um, oh, what was the what was the captain before Kirk? Pike. Pike, yeah. So Pike has his own series now coming up. Really? Yeah. I mean, they they've just spun it into a whole universe of of content. 
Um, so, I mean, that that's another one. <laughs> like, Anne's like, we got to get back into Picard, but I think we're we're waiting for Picard to be over, and then we're going to get into it. Like, there's not enough spoilers to to do that. I love Star Trek, and and probably my favorite is the original. The original series, right? Not the... Original series, yes. Not the motion picture, because that's a snooze fest. Oh, my God. Did I ever tell you that story? I think I did. My dad, my uncle, my cousin, everybody's so excited, you know, and, and so we're like, oh, we, you know, we go to the movies and it's like they're just all they're doing is talking about Star Trek. And, you know, we were all Star Trek fans. I was like 10 years old or something. Right. Right. All of a sudden, I'm the only one awake. Everyone else is sleeping <laughs> when when Spock goes on that long spacewalk. It was, oh, God, it was it was a snooze fest. But I would say, though, the original is my favorite. I dabbled in Next Generation, Mm -hmm. but arguably Deep Space Nine is probably one of the better ones, you know, that I think is 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 uh, like an unsung hero of Star Trek. Yeah, I think Deep Space Nine actually talks speaks to Gene Roddenberry's uh, ideals, ideals of of the his philosophy his philosophy yes yes do you know there's a there's a gene roddenberry society like if there's a there's a non-profit he set up that basically just pushes for public good and 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 fairness and stuff and it's just like it's amazing that he put aside some of his his wealth to establish this foundation you know and what's cool though is you know we talk star wars like ad nauseum on this podcast you know way more than i want to talk star wars and i'm a star wars fan you know but (laughs) but i always love when you bring up star trek because you guys are such star trek fans but yet it's like you never talk about star trek but when you do (laughs) you're so impassioned in the way you, you talk about it and Anne and such. And I'm just like, I do not see Anne as a Star Trek fan, but yet you guys are so into it. We don't go to conventions. We don't go to cruises. We don't put on ears. The only thing we do is follow Will Wheaton on Instagram and uh, and don't say hi to him in public if you see him out there because he doesn't like that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I mean, we are the... I would just scream homebrew. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Woots down. Woots down. <laughs> so, but I think I think because we're TNG, the next generation fans, I think we are like the quieter, <laughs> the non, the non rabid fans. Oh, I see. But even yeah, even yeah. this afternoon, this afternoon we were driving uh, back from Beverly Hills. You know, did some shopping and hanging out over there, and uh, I was talking to Bryce about. The Tesla, obviously, you know, like I talk about Tesla all the time. Oh, so sorry. This is a little bit of my week, right? So we went to Century Century City Mall. There's a mall down there and we were we're hanging out there and they have a Lucid. They have a Lucid showroom in there. Do you know Lucid? Lucid, no. Lucid's the other. It's another uh, EV. It's another another electric vehicle. Okay. And it's a beautiful, beautiful car. So they have a showroom much like Tesla. They they sell the model just like the Tesla. And I'm walking by there, and it like like a moth to a flame. I get pulled into the Lucid dealership, and I look at this beautiful, beautiful car. Oh, they're pretty cars. It looks like the Model S. Yes, it does. Right. So it looks like the Model S. The the battery pack's a little different. Yeah. Uh, hi, Lucy. We ran into Lucy down there, and and then the kids were you know endearing as always, so introducing themselves to Lucy as we're you know tooling around this this model that's in the in the middle of their showroom 
And uh, she was trying to get all the kids' names. And she's like, oh, Audrey with a Y. Yes, Audrey with a Y. And Bryce, he has a Y in his name too. And I'm Lucy with a Y as well, right? And I said, and, and I whispered at her and I said, I'm Ted but I have a model Y, so don't tell anybody, <laughs> you know, because yeah. Tesla, Tesla's the competition. They're proud um, of but... them, though. The low end is 77. <laughs> the high end is 140. Yeah, yeah. And so it's only three trim models for those. And it's the same exact body, but just trim models. Exactly. Um, and then power packs and, you know, and, and range. But that, that top one goes 500 500 miles on a, on a charge. Wow. So that's well over the 300 mile, 300, 320 mile. That is the typical Tesla. Yeah. That gives you your range, your range anxiety goes down, you know, <laughs> by a factor of what two fifths or something. Um, but, but, uh, but the thing that got me, the thing that I was like, Oh, I could, I could sell my Tesla for a profit and maybe get the lower end of this thing, you know, um, for basically trading it in, you know, uh, but I don't want to. But but the kids are like, don't wait for this car. You're gonna have to put your name on a list again for 2023. Oh, it's it's not even out yet. No, no, it's out. But you 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 need to get the hundred and thirty, hundred forty thousand dollar one to get it this year. Yeah, because no one else is spending one hundred forty thousand dollars. <laughs> if you get the low end one, you, you're pushes your delivery date out in 2023. Yeah, because there's more plebes <laughs> buying the low end because they can't afford the high end, right? But it but it still has lidar. So I'm like, oh lidar it's still doing the lidar like uh, tesla switched to is that old technology well no it's laser it's laser laser radar no right i know that but is that an older technology co compared to what tesla's doing or no tesla actually took a step back uh for for a number of reasons one was to get the true lidar you need to put like a a thing uh like a can on top of the like, like somebody calls it a, a bucket of chicken on top of your car to get the true lidar um, but the LIDAR exceeds without like, Tesla switched to all cameras. Okay. So it's all visual cameras and the camera processing is the, the key of Tesla's thing. So what are the cameras in the headlights? No, there's a camera in front of your rearview mirror at the top. There's two cameras in the, in the columns on your side that are pointing forward. Then there's two cameras above your front wheel pointing backwards. And then there's a camera in the back over your license plate. You know, oh, okay. But because it's all camera based, when I wait, when I drive into the sun in the morning, it'll it can go out and it says like I can't see you're on your own. <laughs> you know, I'm disengaging, and <laughs> yeah, you're like, like neither you can I. See, I can't see, dude. <laughs> so lidar doesn't, right. doesn't care about the light. You know what I mean? It it shoots a laser out and it gets a laser back. So so I like that. Anyway, <laughs> right. The point of my story was after we left there and we were talking about LIDAR, I told Bryce why we liked LIDAR and why, why I like LIDAR and why. And I said, you know what, if you, you know, if you're thinking about Star Wars, because that's what we do a lot. I said, you know, you wouldn't mind having a trash, like a little mini trash can on top of your car because it's just like having an astromech. You know what I mean? <laughs> like if the astromech exactly. shot out LIDAR all over the place and told you, you know, what, what the road hazards were and doing all that. You'd be perfectly fine with it. It'd go beep, boop, up, boop, beep. You'd be fine, right? And if it looked like an astromech, <laughs> you're like R R2 LIDAR, you know? And then Bryce said, he said, but not everybody's a super Star Wars fan, so they wouldn't even know. And then I was like, yeah, but, you know, a lot of technology stems from, you know, and I said, this is actually more of a Trekkie thing than a Star Wars thing. I was going to say Star Trek. Yeah, they do this. And I said, Star Trek has inspired generations of scientists to actually do the things that they posed, posed as science fiction within the, the, within the storylines of, of the original Star Trek. 
But I said, but those people, you know, the people that benefit from the advances in technology, they don't have to be Trekkies to like the advances exactly. in technology. And I said, this is the same thing with putting a little R2 unit on the top of your, on the, on the roof of your car. So Ted, getting back to the offer, uh, I mean the offer. Okay. It's the story of how the Godfather got, got made. Right. It looks cool. I like it. I don't think it's enough to get me to subscribe to Paramount. Yellowstone, I hear is a great show, but I like I like westerns. I don't necessarily want to watch a modern western. Yeah, I mean, isn't it like land rights and stuff, and it's like people fighting over? I don't need to watch Sons of Anarchy <laughs> on horses. <laughs> on horses meets the opening of Phantom Menace. <laughs> you know, talking about like trade right, right. tariffs or whatever it is. You know, it's like I don't know. I heard it's good. But I don't know. I mean, I don't think this is enough to get me into Paramount. I mean, it's only five bucks a month. It's not. I mean, it's four. I think it's like what four ninety nine or something. You know, it's not expensive. It's just I don't know if it's enough. So you're at your peak then. Your 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 HBO maxed you out. There is so much content on HBO. I, I'm just like, you know, tomorrow I'm probably gonna watch Nobody. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you know, I want to watch the Hitman's wife's bodyguard oh that was so good that was so much fun yes yeah i can't wait to see that one and i mean there's tons and tons and tons of stuff on hbo but yeah i don't i don't know i don't think i'm getting into paramount for this and i'll find a way to watch this some other way maybe i don't know what do you think i think i'm i'm getting very very close to getting paramount plus well okay one of the things i would say is this if I were to go to Paramount, I would probably, and I know this is like heresy these days, I would probably suspend Netflix for a while because, A, Netflix like jacked the price again. But like you said, man, I would I would take a deep dive into Star Trek. Yeah. No, you could totally. I mean, if you haven't seen any Discovery, the first season, the first season of Discovery is really good. Never. No. Second season kind of uh, lost me a little bit. And I think they have three or four seasons out there now. So maybe maybe there's something worth it to come back to there. I don't know. But yeah, I think the Pike, the Pike series and Picard are the two series that we would definitely watch the minute we started doing it. And I and we I was ready to go for Picard, but I think they do week or we, weekly and I was just like I can't I can't I can't fathom getting into Picard. And so I'm actually like uh, training I'm doing I'm saving myself the the turmoil of like deciding whether they're going to start it and then then have a gap and then watch it again, you know. But it's not you don't you won't have to be as emotionally prepared as you are for this Apple TV plus stuff. So so I think they uh, I think they it's an OK thing to 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 watch on a weekly basis. But I'm just going to like save it and just get into it all at once. I feel like Apple hired a bunch of like emotionally disturbed <laughs> people and then they're like. I'm so <laughs> sad. I'm so like deranged, you know, whatever's going on with them. And then they're just like, how can I bring other people down with me? <laughs> you know, um, the one thing I would say about the weekly release versus the mm -hmm. all at once release, or even maybe it's not weekly, but like, I like what Amazon did with, um, some of the shows we watched, like we watched uh, uh, Vox Machina, you know, that they do three a week. Oh, and Hulu did Hulu did it, too, with uh, Bridemaid's Tale. So they keep you coming back weekly, but they give you the binginess of, of 
doing it right it's not just one episode and i think the thing about the the weekly release is which i think is going to bite him eventually is that there's too much to watch too many series too many episodes too many movies too many of everything you know and it's going to get to the point to where people are going to say like you know what i'm just going to wait on this and i'll wait for it to to be done i have these like 10 other shows i'm binging and you're gonna just wait and binge it all at once or if you do go week to week it's gonna get to the point where you're gonna say oh you know how time is right time gets by nobody's waiting like tuesday at seven tuesday at eight whatever anymore like they did in the back in the day for seinfeld or whatever it was right now it's like wait a week just went by because you know time ticks by so quick a week just went by Wait, you mean six weeks went by and I haven't watched the show? <laughs> and then it's like, right? Or, or well, if, it, if I didn't care for six weeks, it must not have been that good to begin with to keep my attention. Or basically what happened with me with Servant was I missed that whole season prior to this one. And when the new season came out, I was like, oh, I'm going to watch that again because I, I remember liking it. And then I realized I had skipped a whole season. And I was like, oh, God, I have a whole season. So I then I binged a whole season. But then when I got caught up, I'm like, OK, you know, I've been to season over a week. And I was just like, okay, well now it's weekly again. I don't care. So maybe next next season when it comes out again, I'll be reminded that I I left this somewhere in the middle. But exactly. if it never if it never comes back, if it gets canceled or something, then I'm then I left it where it lays. You know, I'm not gonna. <laughs> and yeah, if it gets canceled, then you're like, I guess that's all I needed. <laughs> I think we talked. We were, we started that already. Sorry, I apologize. All right, man. What are you watching these weeks? I have one thing. Okay, let me let me back up a second. So we did Band of Brothers, Servant, Severance. Uh, I don't need to say much more about Servant and Severance other than it's, you know, depressing and such a dark space that people go to. Band of Brothers is, what, 2001-ish, whatever that is. So it's a long time ago. We're revisiting <laughs> it and uh, go. I'll, I have one other one I want to talk about, but you go first. Okay, so we watched Upload. We watched two seasons of Upload, amazing uh, Amazon Prime uh, series. Oh, that's the one where the guy's dying and it's like, do you want to go to surgery or do you want to go get uploaded? Right, exactly. <laughs> and you, you get violently uploaded to the digital afterlife that is a beautiful resort hotel, but it's a digital resort hotel. So, um, And Anna and I love the series. We love the show. She was she you know, something we could both watch, both get into. And because it was on... Well, I I think Amazon did do this all at once, so we got to binge it, and it was basically it was like our lunch, our lunch buddy. We, I would come up, you know, during one during work, and we'd watch an episode or an episode and a half at lunchtime, and then at night we'd watch a couple more episodes. So we were pre- we were we were trucking through it pretty pretty solid, and it just was it's such a well produced show. It's done by Mike Judge, so he did The Office, uh, Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> Um, and Space Force, too. He did Space Force. Oh, he did Space Force. Okay. And what I love, though, is how when we were talking about this, you know, through through the text chat, and you made comment, I think it was you, you made comment, and it was like, I never really know when Anne likes a show. Oh, yes. <laughs> but then when it's like days later, and she says, you know, I don't really care for such and such character. And then, you know, she's like ruminating on it for days. 
she's she's hooked she's hooked when she's like i i don't understand in your program how this does that or that does that or what's the logic behind this and you're like oh yeah ruminating is the word yeah she's definitely ruminating exactly yeah she's <laughs> ruminating on it for days and then it's like okay the mere fact she's thinking about it and like perseverating on this thing she's hooked she likes it yeah she's in there she's like and then I love, I love it. I went to go get the car wash before the, before spring break. And I go to my, my favorite little car wash, um, in, uh, Burbank and, uh, and there's this guy washing his, uh, getting his sprinter washed. And, you know, do you know the sprinters? Have you seen sprinters? Sprinters? I don't know. Maybe they're the, they're a tall van. Most of the Amazon trucks are sprinters and stuff like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like, there's like the Mercedes sprinters. There's the Dodge sprinters. Yeah. Yeah. So it's all those tall vans and this guy has this beautiful tall van Mercedes, you know, and, and I was, and I started talking to him. Sure. <laughs> they're, they're so cool. They're and, cool. Uh, so he's, I mean, he's I'd like, love yeah, to have one. Loner I got cause he's He runs transpo for the, for the studios, you know? And we were talking and he's like, oh yeah, I did the uh, pilot for upload. So I, we had just finished watching upload. So I'm geeking out over this guy <laughs> that he did the pilot for upload. He said they all, they shot in Canada mostly. So that makes sense with the background. Okay. But he says that he designed, he helped design, you know, he was one of the consultants that helped design the look of the self-driving viewing vehicle in the future, which is part of like the impetus for the whole series and stuff. So it was kind of cool to like have watched a show that's years old. Like I think the new season just came out, but the last season was like right around the beginning of COVID. So there's a bit of a COVID break there. And it was amazing that, you know, this guy was, <laughs> I was talking to him and I was like, Oh God, I love the show. And, you know, and then he's talking about how productions are coming back to, to LA and stuff. And what does the guy do? Transpo. So he's a transpo coordinator. So transportation for, for all kinds of, you know, I think he was doing, so at the, at the current moment, he was doing scouting for a Fast and Furious 10. <laughs> so they have another Fast and Furious. So, so basically he drives around scouts and, and different teams of people and, you know, just trans coordinates the transportation of that. And of course, you know, he has a team of drivers and a team of sprinters and a team of vans. And, and I was just like reminiscing with him about the, how, you know, in 2005, when we made our super, super ultra low budget feature, I was, I was the producer and transpo. Like I drove the van around this town all by myself because, you know, I had to cut costs wherever we could. Um, but yeah, so upload was a big one, big hit for the for the past couple of weeks, and then um, kind of breaking the mold over at um, Apple TV Plus, and I hope I can stick stay with it. Is we crashed? Have you heard of this one? We crashed. Um, it's about the founder of WeWork, um, Adam Newman, and his wife Rebecca Newman, and it's played by uh, Jared Leto and um, so Jer Jared Leto and Anne Hathaway. Well, Jared Leto's coming out in, in in a new show. Is that the one on Apple TV? Where he's like an angel or something or? So, yeah. So they, you know, maybe you're thinking of angel investors. That's the one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's amazing. So basically these, this power couple in startup uh, flair wanted to do this startup of, you know, we, I don't know if you know, we work, do you know the story of rework? Yeah. I, because they, they fed it to us like as an ad prior to severance and with Jared Leto and okay. So I didn't know the story though. Yeah. So it's, we crashed. It's a true, based on a true story of this couple who basically, I, I, so, you know, the same way we heard the story about 
Elizabeth Holmes and uh, Theranos and, you know, that whole dropout series and all that stuff. So there's a whole subgenre. What do they call it? The scammer genre. It's called the scammer genre where (laughs) where they talk about uh, Elizabeth Holmes. There's the one with the woman from uh, Ozark where she plays like uh, inventing Anna, Anna or whatever it's called. So it's all about these con artists that, you know, con the world. And um, Jared Leto plays Adam Newman, who basically just goes, he goes uh, crazy over trying to make a trillion dollar company out of real estate. (laughs) And he takes the growth mindset in the startup space and he just abuses it to the nth degree. And he finally gets, you know, gets caught, uh, caught up and caught out. And then he was like, he got, he got in trouble for, he was known for like uh, hot boxing his G5 uh, personal jet. You know, (laughs) like (laughs) he would, he would constantly have part, you know, they had crazy parties and like a spring break for the employees that kind of went all all the wrong way as long as the pilot didn't get any uh, side effects <laughs> second second hand so yeah but yeah so i mean it's great but i got to binge like the first four episodes because i didn't check clock it and they went week to week and i was able to like get in and watch the last episode yesterday because it drops on you know fridays thursday night so i watched that episode and i'm like all right it's not a downer because i'm interested i'm interested in this this thing and and Anne really has a she has a gripe for these things because she says it romanticizes con artists and i think she reads she reads a lot of articles where you're you know you're you're kind of made to feel empathy for these for these con artists but yet you know you're a fan of a show like dexter right well she doesn't like she doesn't like the show but or breaking bad breaking bad you 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 took the words out of my mouth right like you have this guy who ultimately is like a i mean like they get you to sympathize right for him and empath and empathize with him you know okay yeah he has cancer he he's trying to provide for his family and all this stuff but do the ends justify the means you know and and it's this terrible dude who does like blue meth you know and <laughs> but then the question is is it okay if it's fictitious and it's just written up but if there are real people and there's real events like Elizabeth Holmes and like Adam Newman are we romanticizing these people to the point of of holding them up as as that is something something they're not they're not heroes if that's the case can i say that i don't think so because in the end crime doesn't pay because like if you look at Elizabeth Holmes and so on like it all goes to hell in the end and the same thing here like he gets voted out of his board you know but but the end of my the episode and you know it's not it's not really it's not really spoilers because we we know how it ended or we know how it's ending and and i think so this also goes back to the offer as well so i'm going to do part of the <laughs> Part of the trailer review in our what we're watching because I did so much of what we're watching in the trailer review, uh, but brilliant. It, it speaks to that thing that I think we first talked about it in Chernobyl when we were talking about that miniseries. Great, great, uh, yeah, great miniseries HBO. And you know, it's it's based on historical facts, and yet there's fictitious. There there has to be naked miners. There has to be naked. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't put me in jail. We're talking about naked <laughs> miners, yeah. Um, <laughs> 
but but all those conversations that we we talk about and in the offers trailer they have the conversation about the conversation that they're gonna have to put in the movie about them making dinner in jail and he, they're making dinner in the kitchen and it's like no it's about family you know what i mean and you're like and you're like oh that's such a perfect uh way of phrasing that is a perfect uh, conversation to have it's it encapsulates so much and yet it made me think of chernobyl and you and saying like well no one can ever know if that conversation took place but you have to give the creators of this historical fiction the license to kind of make those leaps and connect those dots yeah yeah artistic license so i, th- I think the same thing is true with these kind of scammer dramedies <laughs> scammer dramas Dramedy. uh, based on true events where you need to give you need to be able to engage your audience to empathize with people that in the end are going to get their come up or not or whatever but even though you can identify and say that the things that they're doing are wrong they're still human you know there's still something human about them that you can connect with and then they took a wrong turn or they they were too too much hubris too much money too much anything you know yeah i know exactly what you mean and i think the thing about it though is it gives you the roadmap but most people don't follow it so that is to say when you start a scam and you make your millions or whatever the reason people get caught and the reason it all goes to hell is because you get greedy. Quit early. Quit at like 500,000, <laughs> right? Quit at 750,000. Continue to be a working schmuck. Don't get greedy and think you're going to like make millions and change the world or whatever it might be. Whatever is going on in your brain. Take like somewhere less than a million and just know that that money's a good head start into your retirement fund. And just let it ride on uh, Van, uh, Vanguard Total Stock Market Index Fund right. for like 20 years. And you're going to be a millionaire in time. Don't get greedy. But no, everybody gets greedy and they all get caught and they all go down and they all go to jail and they, all, you know, whatever it might be. But I think that's the takeaway is not that we're romanticizing it and getting people to think they could do it, too. But instead, getting the smart people, and maybe there are smart people that do these, and those are the ones we never hear of. They do a scam that does net them 750000 and they put the brakes on. We only hear about the people who get greedy, and the brakes are let loose. And, you know, Ted, whatever you do, don't hit the brakes. I said it <laughs> earlier in the show, right? But this time, you might want to hit the brakes, yeah, I think I think the the important thing is to have a goal in mind. I think if you have a goal and then you you stick to your guns on your goal, then you can take your profits and and get out. You know what I mean? <laughs> but what if you do have a goal and and at some point somewhere that goal says this isn't feasible. It's not going to work. You gave it the good college try, but it's not going to work. I mean, do you go back to your investors and say, you know what, I effed up. Thanks for the money. Right. Yeah. No. I mean, and that. <laughs> but I think, but I think you you're onto it. I think you say, you know, how does that play out? I don't know. Ponzi and Bernie Madoff, they are famous for getting caught, and yet we mu- there must be hundreds, thousands of other stories of people doing similar things, and then they just say like, oh, 
All right. Well, guess what? It's not working anymore. Um, the things that I had going on are no longer going on. And we're just going to give, we're going to cut our loss. Everybody's going to cut their losses. Some people made some money along the way, including me. And uh, we're going to give all the money back that's still kind of in these accounts, you know, quote, air quotes around the accounts, you know? <laughs> well, and I mean, you only learn about those who either A, got caught, B, got whacked, <laughs> C, sold their story to a book deal that went to a production company for a movie. And honestly, you don't hear about the successful ones. Part, part of the success is the covert nature of the whole thing those are the ones you know is that you don't get caught <laughs> right exactly right right and i and i think the key is giving back you know like if you if you if you give back and you goodwill you're like oh look these these uh late round investors they all got their money back and i'm sorry if you're the middle round investor that only made a little bit of money but you know most people got 90 percent of their money back you know what I mean? at the end you know and it's just like if you have the if you have the wherewithal the knowledge and the fortitude to call it quits when you see it amassing a certain uh, mass a certain crescendo then then you then you deserve i don't know so I, now i'm romanticizing it <laughs> then you deserve the the success of just calling it quits in you know and the stories you hear about have fallen on their own hubris right i mean hubris is the downfall of all of these things you know like we crashed you know like i said he he went back to his initial investors he had a bunch of american investors and they gave him millions of dollars and then he wanted more he wanted billions of dollars because he said this could be huge oh yeah uh, yeah like i said he got greedy but he was overpaying on rent he was overextending on leases. He was doing 10-year leases and a five-year leases, you know what I mean? And he was just like overextending everything. So he, you know, he went back to the investors and he said, I'll let you in on this next round. And they're like, no, you have no more money. You, you know, you whatever it was, $500 million, like you make it work, like stop doing it. And they had this great big block letters and it, and it says, it, it gives the burn rate. So, so burn rate is what a startup is spending every day. And you're known, you know, it's known in the startup space that you're going to burn money. That's what we call it a burn rate because you're going to spend more money than you make. But he was burning $1.24 million a day wow. on, 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 on his company and they would tick it up. And like he would, he would fire a bunch of people and he fired like half the staff and he went from 1.24 and it went down. It went 1.23. That's insane. And then he threw a party with Run DMC and then went up to 1.25. You know what I mean? And it was just like, and it was, and it was going up and down. And then finally he went to SoftBank and SoftBank gave him $4.4 billion. So that's where we are at the story. So that's definitely got me coming back next week. And this is a true story. This is a true story. Yeah. Yeah. Apple TV plus. Okay, I might have to watch now because I saw it come across and I was like, okay, maybe I'm not going to. But okay, I think you might have convinced me. And Hathaway plays the, the the his wife and she's a blockbuster as Rebecca, Rebecca Newman. And she's Rebecca Newman, the cousin of Gwyneth Paltrow. You know what I mean? So like in real life, she's like rubbing shoulders with, you know, Gwyneth Paltrow and stuff. Yeah. So tell me what the company actually did. So the company was renting office space to individuals no no i mean what was like what was their like why were they significant or what i think so what do you mean what do they do they rent office space to individuals and in, in other companies why would i care about this company like what do they do so it's like we work it's workspace that's kind of like fun and trendy and 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 you know neat it was it's like a very 
founded what it like 2012 or something like that 2010 i think okay okay i see what you're saying they rent office space but they kind of they put ping pong tables and pool tables and free coffee free beer so they tried to take early google and put it into every other business yeah exactly so all the things that you hear about startup google and myspace startup you know like and then they said we're gonna make office like general office space that people can rent out and and use that that kind of ethos to to attract tenants i guess so to speak yeah or like how google or i'm sorry not google well it is google but how you YouTube has studios that anybody could use to go and do like soundstage stuff for your own. You can rent like a time slot in a soundstage for YouTube videos. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. So it's it's genius. It's well done. uh, Well, well produced, well acted. This is the same thing, but for like your tech company or something uh like Ant's not a big fan of jared leto but you know i love i loved him since fight club so (laughs) how about you what was your last thing what was the last thing that you liked yeah the last thing was we covered it in episode 180 and uh the harry potter 20th anniversary return to hogwarts oh yeah okay that's right have you seen that i have seen it Uh uh-huh I really enjoyed it. I know the boys did. I know Clarissa did. We talked about it, you know, and we it was it was uh, almost two hours. We watched it over two nights, you know, school nights. So we kind of cut it, you know, um, so they didn't have to stay up late, you know, and and all that. But but it was well done. And the boys rewatched all the movies again. And uh, afterwards, we put that on. And I'm not a huge fan of of extras and how how they made it kind of stuff you know and but this particular one though i really enjoyed because it wasn't interviewed like they kind of interviewed themselves and such you know and yeah and each other yeah and each other and everything yeah and they went back and said like you know what their experience was now as a 30 something adult looking back on a 12 year old boy or whatever or or girl depending on who was playing who but they went back and they said you know i didn't have the childhood that a typical 12 year old would have or daniel ratcliffe said i you know when i went somewhere and i would see another 14 year old they were looking at me like I was this icon and I just wanted to ask him, like, what do you guys do for fun? <laughs> what do you do? I don't have any reference of how it is to be normal. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't have any reference what it means to be 14, you know? And so the best thing, tell me, you see, this is fresh in your mind, but this is probably the only thing I remember from the whole thing was it, it kind of, it really built, it was really well edited. And I think it really built to, built to the crescendo of Ron and Hermione's kiss and the way that it played out after being together. Like, and this speaks to what you're saying. They've, they're in the trenches together for their entire childhood. And yet the culmination of the story is their romantic love for one another. And they have to do that romantic scene together. And yet they're best of friends. And yet they are not romantically involved. So they can't, they can barely bring (laughs) bring it together to make that kiss happen. And yet after they discuss all of the turmoil behind of the behind the scenes around that kiss, right? They have this ultimate genuine moment of of true love of the actors to each other but a love but a love of fraternity and and like 
you know, of brotherhood that was not romantic, you know, brother and sisterhood that's not romantic. You know what I mean? The way, the way I love you, Jimmy, it's like, you know, I mean? it's like and Ted, Ted, anytime you want to plant a kiss. No, but it was that. And it was the, the Daniel Radcliffe and, and sorry, I don't remember her name off the top of my head, but the girl who played Ginny Weasley. And they had a similar thing, and Daniel Radcliffe was like, yeah, she's right. four years younger than me. All, all these years, it's yeah. like my little sister. And now I have to go and, like, plant a kiss on her, you know? And and so, I, yeah, I agree. I, I think that's a, a good assessment of it. I think that the, the other culmination or the other pinnacle that it built to was – the episode or maybe the not I shouldn't say episode it was a one it was a one movie we watched it over two nights it felt like an uh, an episode but the the chapter I guess because they did do it in chapters oh that's right that's right I thought that was I thought that was a little clunky well I understand it though because the way they did it was each chapter was a director's space right okay right so they moved from the opening director then they went to the new guy and he covered a couple movies. Then the third director covered a couple. You know what I mean? So that's kind of how the chapters fell down. And the chapters fell fell down into childhood, tweener, early adolescent, late adolescent. You know? So it, it kind of broke down that way. And then, but I think the one that really, like, got us in the room was the number of people that passed away in 20 years when they put all the names on the screen, it was like 25 people that passed away. And it's, that was really impactful because you look at this period of time and clearly the number of people that started were, you know, some were young, middle-aged and old, but over 20 years, it's like the middle-aged people get become old, you know, and, uh, and yeah. just the, the time period when the, when these people passed away and such, that was pretty impactful. I mean, it was, it, you know, it, it, it really drove home how fragile life is and yeah. how many people, you know, in the next few years are going to be passing away, you know, and, and just to just to cherish the moments you have with them really i mean is is kind of the way we all felt it i think and when we talked about it afterwards yeah so it was good it was good it was well done i enjoyed it i know you know clarissa and the boys enjoyed it i mean anybody who's a harry harry potter fan who has not seen it get you some hbo max and get it i would yeah you gotta watch it, it was it was really 100 percent. it was well done i i couldn't i couldn't uh recommend it more so all right man how'd your beer finish my beer finished uh great um you know just a strong ipa as i as i like to do um how how was yours how was yours did yours uh stay fruity oh it did not disappoint uh the warmer it got the uh more sour it got okay yeah that's that speaks rings true yeah so but uh, it was it was great like i said wasn't what i expected um but sometimes the unexpected is uh you know pleasurable so yeah all right ted another one in the can episode 190 and we'll talk to you next week for episode 191 yes (laughs) awesome All right, see you then. All right, later, my man. Bye. Next week, join Jim and Ted as they disarm another Hollywood bomb or marketing masterpiece. Remember, the holy trinity of podcasting. Subscribe, like, share.
Special thanks to Jeremy Kent Jackson for the voiceover and Rogelio for the music.